Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Oh, Oh, good morning to you. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Tuesday, 20th day of September, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there, man. Yeah. And we are here on a Tuesday, which is jam-packed full of plans for you. Number one, we would like to get you qualified for this trip that we're giving away to the Aftershock Festival. It's not just any trip. It's a VIP trip. VIP? Kick it! That means we pay for your airfare. We are going to put you up in an Airbnb for five days. We are going to give you VIP tickets to the Aftershock Festival. And if anybody's ever been to the Aftershock Festival, they'll tell you it's very well organized. But when you have VIP tickets, man, we're talking about special sections for you. We're talking about special places that you can get to that other people can't. We're talking about lockers, Big J, at a music festival. Those things are like gold. Yeah. And I think, do I remember right when we went, did they have VIP showers set up there? That I do not remember. Because, like, it can get that. hot and sticky at those things. And so sometimes having a place where you can get nude in a festival to just lather yourself up and get clean is a good thing. Forever unclean. No matter what, once you come back. But at the festival, maybe you can be a little bit cleaner. Don't quote me on the showers thing. I'm not I even sure where I got yeah, that idea. I, I thought I saw them, and we met, we, we like talked about it for like 20 minutes when we were there. We're like going, would you ever take a shower at a festival? And both of us said no, but I think that has more to do with our insecurities than the fact that they're available. Only with the other rock stars would I take a shower. Well, that's so. happened before, though. I mean, can you you would need both hands to count the amount of rock stars you showered with. It, no, I don't think so. That's not what I heard. So we'll give you a chance to get those VIP tickets. That's happening. We've got to recap week two of the morning after Fantasy Football League. No, it's not. That's going to happen today, whether Big J likes it or not. We also have to get your help with streaming Dumbass. That's going to happen in, God, just a few minutes. We're going to need your help selecting a movie for Big J to watch and review for you this evening to see if it's any good. Big J will tell you that and do all the legwork. That's all part of the plan on the show today. Plus, we have prizes to give away. Uh, Candlebox, Gloria Sons, Aaron Jones coming to town. Trivium, Whitechapel, Between the Buried and Me coming to town. Those tickets up for grabs today as well. So I would say it's a pretty well-organized and prepared Tuesday show. Yeah, you get a VIP seat listening to it. Oh, that's nice. What are some of the perks for that? You just mentioned all of them. Chance for you to win something. Showers? Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, that's all happening. But are those VIP or is that just access to everybody? Listen, I was just making an easy segue and you ruined it. Well, it has to make sense. No, it doesn't. Because I'm saying it. Ladies and gentlemen, put that on a t-shirt. That's Big J in a nutshell. Yes, it is. Radiohead kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. 
I haven't heard anybody, like, openly bitch about it for a while, so maybe our outrage has moved on to something else, but Usually do does. people <laughs> still care about gas prices in the Treasure Valley, Big J? Is it still something that you're consciously aware of? I mean, I, I think so, yeah. Probably. Uh, because, uh, you know, it, it is going down. It has for the last several months. AAA Idaho released its report yesterday about the month of September and found that the average state-wide gallon of gas is $4.41. Uh, it's five oh four for diesel here in the Treasure Valley. That That's about $0.14 cents less than what it was a month ago, and it's gone down $0.03 cents in the past week. However, uh, Monday's average prices compared to the same date in 2021 uh, still higher than what it was, but we have gone down significantly in the last three months. But Idaho, once again, kind of like on the tail end of this, I think like the outrage has gone away because... Most other places are further down than we are. We are uh, in the top five as most expensive gas in the nation. But this is one of those things that we've talked about. It trickles down to us, basically. You know, we it took us a while for our prices to go up, and now we're, we're kind of taking a little bit longer to get back down to what the rest of the nation is dealing with. By the way, only other places that are more expensive than us, Alaska, Hawaii, Washington, and Nevada. Uh, those are the higher averages than what we Jeez. have going on. So we are in the top five most expensive gas in the nation. But for a long time, at the beginning of this whole gas price problem, we were at the cheapest for a very long time. So it's going to eventually get down to the other nationwide averages. It's just going to take us a little bit longer. But as you've noticed, gas prices are lower than they were for the last couple of months. Well, Mike Evans is going to be gone for at least one game as part of his brawl that broke out during the Bucks game against the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Uh, doesn't look like uh, Marshawn Lattimore is going to get any additional punishment. He, uh, I guess, was found to be defending himself against Mike Evans, who threw him to the ground and punched him in the helmet a couple of times. So he's out for one game. He's appealing that. He probably won't win it. And the Bucks are dealing with injuries with Chris Godwin and Julio Jones. So uh, I'm told that they signed Cole Beasley this morning to add to their uh, reception re- receiving core. Uh, they're going up against the Packers this weekend, so we'll see. Uh, thank goodness, Big J, you cut the cord because DirecTV has had to issue an apology. Uh, the last two weekends, uh, the NFL Sunday ticket has not worked. The outage uh, started early in the second quarter for both of the early games in the both weekends and was out for about uh, 90 minutes. So they missed a bulk of the games both weekends. Of course, if you have Sunday ticket on DirecTV, you're paying a pretty penny for it. And they have said that they are issuing refunds for this particular month of service because they have not been doing their job correctly. So uh, I guess if you've had red zone problems with Sling, you're not the only one. I'm not sure why. Maybe is it all part of a conspiracy theory that the NFL is trying to push NFL Plus as they kind of launch this thing into something additional than what it's I had to be? zero problems with the red zone, uh, NFL red zone, and Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, so. it, it, it depends on the service. You're absolutely right. DirecTV, Hulu was fine. YouTube TV was fine. Uh, and are you? do you get the Scott Hansen? Or the Andrew oh, yeah. Siciliano Hansen, version. Scott Hansen. Okay. Way prefer that over Andrew Siciliano. And so uh, that's the one that I get, but I had a problem the first week. Second week, it was uh, fine for the most part, although Sling was like doing like this thing where they would like say that there was a commercial happening and there wasn't actually. A, I mean, it would only interrupt like three seconds of the feed, but it happened like six or seven times during Red Zone this particular weekend. But uh, outside of that, it's been uh, pretty much problem free. Had a couple of games last night, neither of them were any good. Buffalo Bills beat the Tennessee Titans 4 
41 to 7 and the Eagles over the Vikings last night 24 to 7 as week number 2 wrapped up in the National Football League and it's good to know that people still care about the Prince of Darkness Big J Ozzy Osbourne dropped his new album Patient Number 9 over the weekend and it is considered to be a pretty big hit for Ozzy it debuted at number 2 in the UK it's his highest charting solo album ever in his homeland and it entered at number three here in the u.s on the billboard 200 chart so uh ozzy's very happy with patient number nine and uh, he didn't get any help from the nfl when he performed live at the rams season opener but it did do enough i guess to push him into the top five in both the uk and the u.s so he's happy it's great uh, great record andrew watt is is pretty damn good producer and guitar player i agree and a pretty nice guy agree or disagree yeah yeah he's friendly morning after with nick and big j there's your first round of important stuff Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hi everyone, welcome to Streaming Dumbass. It is the part of the show where we need as much kind of interaction from you as possible because the more votes we get on the TDS Fiber text line, the easier it is for us to declare a winner. Basically the idea is Big J has agreed to watch and review a movie for you in the next 24 hours, but he doesn't know what the movie is called, nor who is in it. And neither do you. You just have to select a movie for him to watch based on the plot description of the movie supplied to us from the streaming network in which it is found. Sometimes there's a lot of details, sometimes there's not a whole lot to go on. It's just kind of a crapshoot, but... I need you to text in movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three to 208-287-1003 once you hear these descriptions. Whichever movie you think sounds the most interesting to you or you think is going to torture Big J the most, that's the one that I want you to vote for. And the movie that gets the most votes is the one that Big J will watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. No questions asked. Are you ready, Big J? Hey, I'm ready. Movie number one. When twin brothers arrive at their mother's country home, they discover her face covered in bandages. The result, she explains, of recent cosmetic surgery. They immediately sense that something doesn't add up. As her behavior grows increasingly bizarre and erratic, the boys get the sinking suspicion that the woman beneath the gauze isn't their mother at all. Or a woman. Movie number two. A writer gets a phone call saying his girlfriend has died. One problem. He doesn't have a girlfriend. So when he travels to the funeral, desperate for a funny story, he ends up investigating the circumstances of her passing and uncovers a dangerous and deadly underbelly he's unprepared for. Damn. Movie number three. After sex tapes are released and people are out and without their consent, a group of high school students decide to turn their tables on their tormentors. Of course, things don't go as planned. Movie number one, Gimme Back My Mom. (laughs) Movie number two, Murder He Wrote. Or movie number three, Throw Mama from the Chemistry Class. These are your choices. These are your choices. Text in movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three. Right now to 208-287-1003. We will recap the votes. I'll tell you all the movies, and Big J will find out what movie he has to watch tonight. Next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. That is Incubus, that is Drive here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. You have reached the exciting conclusion of streaming Dumbass. I imagine the votes have been tabulated. Yes, Big J? Yes, yes they have, sir. Do we have a clear and decisive winner? Yeah, we do. Then let's go in pecking order. What movie got the least amount of votes and finished in third place? God, the least amount of votes uh, and finishing in third place here is... Movie number three. Movie number three is a brand new film on Netflix called Do Revenge. Have you heard anything about this? No. 
Uh, Camilla Mendez and Maya Hawk from Stranger Things is in oh, it. it man. Basically, every 30 years, Hollywood decides that they want to remake an Alfred Hitchcock movie. This is the latest retelling of that. They, uh, the first one was called Strangers on a Train. Then 30 years later, they made Throw Mama from the Train. And now, uh, 30 years after that, they have made th- uh, basically Do Revenge, which is now set in high school with a modern kind of up to telling of the story. And it apparently is pretty good. I have not seen it, but Do Revenge is a movie that, at least right now, Big J, you are not obligated to see. What movie finished in second place? Uh, movie number one. Movie number one, another remake. This one of an Australian movie that came out in 2014. It is called Goodnight Mommy. It stars Naomi Watts and Jeremy Bob, and it is available for you to watch on Amazon Prime. Kind of like a suspense thriller movie yeah. uh, remake of a very well-reviewed Australian movie, which probably means they did a terrible job making it. But uh, it's also fairly new and available on Amazon if you'd like to check it out, which means, I guess, you're seeing movie number two, huh? Movie number two was overwhelmingly the choice. Uh, it is the movie, believe it or not, that I have seen uh, out of this bunch. The movie is called Vengeance. Have you ever heard of it? Vengeance. It, uh, written and directed by a former guest of the morning after and starring a former guest of the morning after, BJ Novak. You remember him? Oh, yeah, BJ Novak. From The Office. Yeah. Uh, he wrote and directed this film, and it is got Boyd Holbrook in it as well. If you watch the new Sandman series on Netflix, he is in that. Uh, it has popped up as an early streaming thing to watch on Peacock, and that is where Big J will watch a movie called Vengeance tonight and give you a full review of it tomorrow. So if you want to play the home game, you got to be a Peacock subscriber. But if you are, uh, you can watch this movie called Vengeance, which is what Big J is going to do tonight. And he will let you know if uh, how the former guest of the morning after did in his feature film debut as a writer Vengeance. and a director. Him and John Kronowski, best friends. Who's that? John Kronowski? Kronowski? Krasinski? Krasinski, that guy. Yeah, uh, they are actually best friends. They went to uh, they went to college together. Yeah. Morning no. After with Nick and Big J. There's your streaming dumbass results. Thank you for all the votes. We certainly do appreciate that. Some important stuff coming up here in a few minutes. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, I've got some bad news if you're a fan of the happiest place on Earth. The Disney theme parks are not doing great since things open back up. Because maybe they cost a fortune to go to? That is exactly the problem that they are facing, at least according to a brand new survey. Basically, uh, what they found out is it's too expensive for people to go and enjoy 93% of vacationers said they would not visit Disney World or Disneyland right now because the price range is just too out of reach for the average family. Now, listen, Disneyland's been open for 50 years. They celebrated their 50th anniversary during the pandemic. But during that time, the 50 years, the price of a ticket has increased almost 4,000%, which is a lot of money, Big J. Inflation or not, inflation hasn't gone up 4,000%. In that time. No, their greedy bastardness has. Though. But if That's you sure. if you want to get into Disneyland or Disney World right now, it will cost you $160 per person per day. That's the amount of money it costs to get into Disneyland and Disney World right now. Now, even if you have free admission for your kids, if you want to spend a weekend at Disney World that includes lodging and things like that, it is on average $5,000 American dollars for that's, a weekend. That's not even including getting there. Right. Right. 
Uh, and so that starts to be like, oh my God, that's a crazy amount of money for two days in a theme park with, you know, lodging and food and all that kind of stuff around it. Now, you know, odds are your kids are going to have a fantastic time. Hell, you might even enjoy it. But you have to start weighing the pros and the cons and going, okay, was a weekend worth of fun really worth that much of a hit in my pocketbook? And Disneyland and Disney World visitors are realizing, unless you've got the season passes, it's not worth it. A weekend? A weekend? Yeah, two days. That's, that's how much that is. It's just a weekend. That's for a family of four, by the yeah. way. Yeah. But uh, if you have more kids involved in that, you can add that exponentially up. And so it starts to get a little bit crazy. Does that mean Disney is going to reduce their prices? No. Listen. Well, listen, at some point, if you stop going, they will have to. That's what we like to think. But Disney owns so much of the entertainment and world marketplace right now, they can afford to take a hit in their theme park, man. I mean, you know, they're doing okay at the box office. They're doing all right with Disney+. Plus. They're doing all right with the Marvel and Star Wars world. And as long as we continue to consume those particular things, they're able to make up for other parts of their portfolio that isn't quite carrying the weight it once did. So they'll probably take the hit. And by the way, that doesn't mean that Disney World and Disneyland aren't profitable, by the way, because they are. These prices are that high because people are willing to pay them. As much as we bitch and complain, we do so while our credit card's in our hand. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, knock it off, people. And so it becomes like, yeah, no, sure, nobody's happy they're paying that much money, but guess what they're doing? They're paying it anyway. And so, and even if we decide to, like, boycott whatever you want to say for prices, you know, uh, all of us are still going to line up like idiots to watch the next Marvel movie, and so that's where they'll recoup the cost. Because they have their hands in so much entertainment space, they're able to figure the way out of it and maybe sometimes take a little bit of hit on something. So until you want to, you know, say I'm done with Marvel and I'm done with Star Wars and I'm done with Disney until they can make things a little bit more reasonable, they'll continue to do what they want because that's what all these... That's what this has led up to. You understand? They can price the market anything they want to because either way, you're going to consume what they got and you're going to like it. You understand? Yeah. As you yeah, get ready to watch the new Star Wars show watching, tomorrow. I'll be right. watching Andor tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we can talk about it all we want, but we don't really put our money where our mouths are very much. Las Vegas police are investigating a really weird incident in which a spectator at the Cardinals Vegas Raiders game this weekend apparently slapped Kyler Murray in the face. Murray was approaching fans in the front row of Allegiant Stadium after celebrating his team's 29-23 victory when somebody in the second row reached over and slapped him in the face. Now, Murray has not commented nor reported on the incident. This was picked up by cameras, and now the NFL is investigating. But hey, everybody, keep your hands to yourself. Man, what are we doing? That ain't cool. I can guarantee you. I mean, listen, I don't care who you're rooting for. You don't, you know, slap the other team in the face. Yeah. What are we doing? Uh, this is how alcohol is going to be banned at stadiums, and it ain't going to go well. Uh, there were a couple of games last night on Monday Night Football. Uh, I'm not sure why, because neither were very good. The Bills look like world beaters beating up on the Tennessee Titans, 41 Well, it depends. If you're a Bills fan, oh, yeah. you loved the game. Well, maybe. You probably enjoyed the first half, and then you were just no, like, please, no, no, no. nobody get hurt. If you're a fan please. of your team, you love watching them destroy somebody. Uh, and the Eagles ended up beating the Minnesota Vikings 24-7, to uh, but that game wasn't nearly as close as that score pertains as well. It never felt like the Vikings were even remotely in the game and the yeah. Eagles could pretty much do whatever they wanted and were just running out the clock. Do you uh, have any interest in a fourth 
Mike Myers helmed Austin Powers movie. Let's do it. Uh, how how interested are you on a scale of one to ten? Well, you're ruining bad impressions today, so ten. Ah, uh, beautiful. Uh, did you watch the Pentavern? Did you end up watching I, that? No. Uh, then I wouldn't buy that you'd come back to the well on a Mike Myers, uh, Austin Powers movie. But uh, enough people apparently are interested that Mike Myers said, you know, he doesn't know if he would do it. He was talking to Entertainment Tonight, and he says uh, he he says maybe he'll come back to the well if they ask him to do so. But uh, if you haven't watched The Pentavern on Netflix, I'm not sure. I don't know if it could hold up. Because The Pentavern essentially is Austin Powers. Just a different kind of storyline. It's Mike Myers playing a bunch of characters like he does in all the Austin Powers. Does he play Dr. Evil? He does not play Dr. Evil, but he plays a Dr. Evil-esque kind of character that's very much like Lord Michaels in this movie. But, or in this TV show. But it's also one of those deals where, I mean, when was the last time you watched... An Austin Powers film. Uh, it's been a couple years. Uh, probably longer than you think. But a lot of it is is tough to sit through nowadays, and I'm not sure it would play as well as it once did. But listen, uh, nostalgia is king. We'll see if we care enough about it. I'm not sure how those numbers did. It disappeared from the algorithm pretty quickly. From my, and I actually watched the series, but now it's like you you will have to search it if you want to find the. No, it came through. It came up in my uh, my Netflix stuff. Which the part? Day, the Pentaver? No, I mean, which, which like, was it, like, shows you'd like or shows released in the last year? Which section? Uh, I don't remember which section. Yeah, I mean, it's there, but uh, not enough for you to watch it, I guess, is my point, right? Uh, you, no, I was looking for something else. What did you time. watch instead? I don't remember. Oh, man. Uh, see, this is probably the problem. a stupid streaming dumbass movie. Uh, no, it's been a while since you've watched anything on Netflix with us. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important... <laughs> That is Three Days Grace. That is I Hate Everything About You here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We would really like to get somebody qualified for this VIP trip to Aftershock that we are going to give away here in just a couple of days, which is why we welcome onto the show Caller X this morning. Her name is Christy. Good morning. Christy, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We're hanging in there. Yeah. We would like to get you qualified, and you're going to play a little game called Aftershook for Aftershock. Basically, there is a ridiculous amount of bands on the Aftershock bill, almost 100. And what we've done is we've selected three bands that are on that bill and have jumbled up some of their songs and put them in a montage. All you need to do is correctly identify one of the bands that you hear, and we'll get you in the running for this drawing that we're going to do on Friday. Are you ready to hear the clip one more time? I am. All right, listen closely. Here we go. three songs in there, Christine. We just need to figure out which band you would like to identify. Anyone that sounds familiar to you? Uh, I'm gonna go with Shinedown. Big J, yeah. is Shinedown part of the montage? Absolutely. Way Good go. job. That was song yep. number one, uh, 45, and they are on the bill, and you are officially qualified. Congratulations. Well done. Hang on just one second, Christy. We'll get some information from you, and make sure you're in the running for that drawing on Friday. Pretty damn good job, because the other two were kind of hard, Big J. What were the other two songs in the mix? Yeah, Lamb of God, Memento Mori, and uh, My Chemical Romance. 
And Helena was the song number three there. Uh, both those bands on the bill as well. It's going to be a hell of a lineup. you got two more chances to qualify today. 12.30 with Jason Drew. 5.30 today with Adam. New montages each time. And you could be like Christine getting the running for this Aftershock VIP trip that we're going to give away on Friday afternoon. Congratulations. We are going to come back with some We're Going to Hell action. That's next on the x Rocks. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Atlantic City, New Jersey is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And we find out basically that you shouldn't trust anybody is what it boils down to. Uh, even when somebody is under the guise of uh, at least trying to assist you in getting some help uh, in some day-to-day problems, every once in a while you should maybe raise an eyebrow, eyebrow make sure everything's going okay. Because the aptly named Ashley Crooks is finding herself behind bars today because she lied, Big J, and she was untrustworthy. Basically, she has been a therapist in Atlantic City, New Jersey, for the last four years. But for the last two months, Big J, she has been stealing her clients' credit card numbers, of which they have paid her in her therapy bills for, and used them to rack up over $40,000 in charges in two months. How? In apps texting psychics to try to help predict her future. Uh, Apparently, she voluntarily surrendered her license and reported to the police station earlier this week. She now is trying to avoid criminal prosecution if she successfully completes some sort of program because she volunteered herself to go in. But, of course, she owes the people the money on what she stole. But apparently she has somebody that has had run a pretty uh, upstanding business for the last three years. And then something went sideways in the last couple of months where she just decided she needs to text psychics on the regular. And that apparently costs money. I didn't I didn't know I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently it does. And now she's ran out of money. And so she's decided to steal the credit card information of a couple of her patients to feed her habit. And it doesn't work out for her. Unfortunately, Uh, obviously, the clients figured out the uh, fraudulent charges on their cards, reported them, and it was all traced back to their therapist, which is never a good thing to go. Yeah, no. Uh, Basically, uh, she is now facing a ridiculous amount of charges. But if she can complete this program, I don't know what this program is. She could get out of this whole thing without any jail time. But the question becomes, Big J, geez. Uh, Oh, no. The question... (laughs) One day, I'm going to get one of those buttons so that this doesn't have to happen. But uh, the idea is, I don't know which is worse, the therapist that steals money from her clients to contact psychics or the psychics that she's contacted not telling her, hey, you're going to go to jail for stealing your client's cards. That's not That's not okay. <laughs> we have to take Sorry, a break, buddy. I swallowed, I swallowed some spit in the wrong hole, so... <laughs> How do the how do the ther- how does the psychics know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> how do the psychics know she stole the accounts? Uh, well, the, they're psychics. Uh, I mean, that's the whole, that's their whole pitch, man. They can on, tell man, you your are you so naive. My point is, this is all ridiculous from the word go. That none of this is real. That everybody is just grifting, and that's all this was from the word go. Is that this woman was stealing other people's money? to give money to people that was essentially stealing her money. 
by saying that they could predict her future when they can't. She must be a terrible therapist. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, again, it sounds like she was doing okay until something went sideways a couple of months ago. And then she started to do really bad things. Slippery slope. I don't know what it was, but the end game, not great. So again, hey, check your bank account every once in a while. Make sure nobody you trust is stealing your credit card information. And there's not some weird psychic app stuff on your bank account that you didn't agree to. And then the world will be yeah, a better place. Exactly. Morning after with Get Nick. Get a cough button if you have one. And Pig J. We've only been asking for like six years. Eventually it'll happen. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, some bad news out of Finland. If you are somebody that doesn't exercise all that often, turns out if you sit on your ass all the time and then actually get up and exercise for 30 minutes like you're supposed to, it does good, but not as much good as if you were a little bit more active. Basically, uh, the 30 minutes of exercise a day that you get is certainly better than nothing, but it still puts you at risk for certain health problems because you're still sitting on your duff most of the day. Basically, they studied around uh, 4,000 people for a year and a half, and they examined pretty much sedentary people who exercised and those who engaged in light activity throughout the day as well as exercised. And they found out that what they're calling active couch potatoes, those who still sat for most of the day but then worked out for 30 minutes, they still didn't do that great when it came to cholesterol tests, blood sugar tests, and body fat percentage. So what they want you to do, what they're recommending is, listen, get up and walk around and do stuff for like 90 minutes a day and then factor in 30 minutes of actual exercise and that's when you're going to get the most benefits out of it. Not that they're saying that, you know, why bother if you're sitting on your ass most of the day. It's still better than nothing, but you're not getting the optimum performance out of the exercising if you're just like, I suppose I should get up and stop streaming for eight hours and then do 30 minutes of light exercise and then I can say hey I worked out today yeah true in theory you totally did but you're not getting out what you should so if you're an active couch potato whatever that means now you know do better (laughs) but you can do it Trey Lance underwent successful surgery yesterday to repair the couple of injuries to his right ankle apparently he had a uh, broken fibula which is never good and then some ligament damage as well that had to be repaired The 49ers are saying he is done for the season, but they do expect him to be ready for a full return in 2023. He was in good spirits, posted his social media. So that's good news if you're a San Francisco fan that he'll be back and hopefully uh, right as rain come the beginning of the new season. In the meantime, it's Jimmy Garoppolo time. Who's the backup to Jimmy now? Did you have another quarterback on your roster? No, let's see. No, who was the the emergency QB was... I think the fullback. Well, yeah, but I'm guessing that they have to sign somebody. Oh, in general, I have no idea. The Buffalo Bills beat the Tennessee Titans 41-7, to and the Eagles over the Vikings last night 24-7 to as week number two wrapped up in the National Football League. And good news, Big J, it appears that the Sylvester Stallone divorce is going better than it has the last couple of weeks. Uh, because, you know, we talked about the tattoo cover-ups that he's had. But yesterday he posted a photo of he and his ex-wife, Big J, and they were walking together, you know? Yeah, I don't know if that means anything. No, but at least it's better than <laughs> I'm getting a tattoo of her face covered up, I suppose. Uh, of course, it was uh, Jennifer Flavin that filed for divorce from Sylvester Stallone. Flavin. Last month, saying that their marriage was irreparably broken, so... 
Uh, he's maybe trying to patch things back up. Or Big J, maybe we should all stop reading too deep into every single social media post uh, put on social media. Or that's exactly the game they want us to play. One of the two. I'm not exactly certain, but it is amazing to me how caught up we are in the world of Sylvester Stallone's body art as well as his Instagram posts. But hey, man, the life of a celebrity, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's uh, any word on that reality show that you want to watch? Is it his family that they're following around? Is that what it was? No, I think that was just uh, their uh, their uh, press person trying to avoid this whole divorce thing. Gotcha. So you don't you think it was kind of throwing yeah. people off the scent? Yeah, exactly. Because it can't happen with the whole family now, right? Right. Uh, unless it's a Hogan knows best situation where <laughs> they have two different camera crews following around. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big J. I'm telling you what, man, October 2nd coming up here pretty soon and another great show, Trivium, coming back to town. Uh, this time bringing with them Between the Berry to Me and, of course, Whitechapel. So a lot of metal up you know your what. Here if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Are you not sure you can say ass? That's right. I Sometimes I, uh, I'm just very uh, inquisitive. I don't think that's the word you're looking for. 208-287-1003. should worry about it. It's the number that you need to call if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown for this prize. And then you will win it, and hopefully that will make you feel better about yourself and the people around you. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah. Then to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hopefully it's not a word problem. Hey, how you doing? Hello, pretty good, man. Uh, what's your name? Logan. Logan, you're up first. Logan, what was the name of the mean-looking cat that blew up the internet back in the 2010s? All those years Grumpy ago. Cat. Grumpy cat. He knew it right away. Right. Big Grumpy J, cat. speaking of cats, what was the name of the Alice in Wonderland grinning invisible cat? Uh, Cheshire? Yeah. Right. Good job, my friend. Back to you, Logan. Tom Brady played himself in which comedy sequel? Was it Anchorman 2, Ted 2, or Sharknado 2? Ted, too. That is correct. Right. Big J, chocolate chip cookies are far and away America's number one and top-selling cookie. What cookie is in second place? Gosh, what a great question. Um, <laughs> and who's to say? I guess there's a real answer, huh? Yeah, there's a ranking of sales flavors of cookies, and chocolate chip is number one. What um, is number two? Far and away ahead of third place, by the way. I'm going to go with uh, the peanut butter cookie. That is correct. Right. Good job. Peanut butter comes in at Whoa. number two ahead of Oreo I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. Why? Because I just guessed. Uh, back to you there, Logan. Uh, we need to know, uh, in George R.R. R. Martin, today is his birthday. He was the main writer of what early television hit? Was he a writer on Twin Peaks, Beauty and the Beast, or Roseanne? Um, man, this is a hard one. Uh, yeah, only if you think about what kind of realm he's pretty famous for writing for. There's only one kind of show that falls in that category in these multiple can you, choices. Can you give me the list of the shows again? Sure. Twin Peaks, Beauty and the Beast, or Roseanne. Oh. Yeah, that actually is pretty... Yeah, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, you sounded so sure once you heard, and I think he meant to say something else. I cannot assume what he meant to say, but that is incorrect. Hello, The X. Hey, this is uh, Brandon. Brandon, George R.R. R. Martin was the main writer on what early television hit? Was it Twin Peaks, Beauty and the Beast, or Roseanne? Uh, uh, let's go Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks Wrong. is incorrect. Hello, hello, the X. 
George R. R. Martin, main writer on what early TV hit? Twin Peaks, Beauty and the Beast, or Roseanne? Roseanne? No. Wrong. We have the answer now. No, it's not. It's not Roseanne. Beauty and the Beast. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, George R. R. Martin was the main writer on what early television hit? Twin Peaks, Beauty and the Beast, or Roseanne? Roseanne. No. Wrong. No. No. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, George R. R. Martin, main writer on what early television hit? Twin Peaks, Beauty and the Beast, or Roseanne? Beauty and the Beast. There you go. <laughs> right. Thank you, sir. Big J, uh, what is the official name of the book series that spawned the series Game of Thrones? Oh, um, it uh, is uh, Through the Ice and Fire? Through the Fire and Ice. Wrong. No, no. It's, o- it's also nice. Uh, I mean, you got the second part right, but it's not through the fire and ice. Okay. It is a... So that's a, a Dio song, my bad. <laughs> it's a song oh. of ice and fire. All right. right, fair enough. Is the name of the book series that spawned Game of Thrones. Game I'm of lucky Thrones, I came that close. The first so, book in that book series. after all. Congratulations. You are going to check out Trivium between the Barry and me and Whitechapel. Please hold on, sir. We'll get all your information Very to make sure you're good to go. coincidental, Nick, as there's dragons in that TV show and book. And then Trivium's al- album is Dragons. Yeah, see? I tried to tie it all together. Good job. Uh, with George R.R. R. Martin today. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We'll do some headlines next in the X. You know... Headlines are brought to you by Half Price Friday, man. It's happening Friday, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. We get you $50 of authentic Puerto Rican cuisine to Weppa Cafe for just 25 bucks. The only Puerto Rican food paradise celebrating vast diversity in the vibrant culture of Puerto Rico's history. You should check it out for yourself. They're open with expanded hours. Brand new rooftop patio, too. It is a beautiful place. It is called the Wepa Cafe, and you can enjoy it for Half Price Friday, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. Get $50 to it for just $25. It's a good deal. Headlines are as follows. Just what we need. One way to celebrate, and don't panic. Just what we need. There is a flying bike, Big J, that can go on sale uh, very, very soon. It can go 62 miles per hour, and it just debuted at the North American Auto Show in Detroit. It's called the Hover Bike, and it costs $777,000. And Airwinds is the developer that's trying to get it uh, to release it. They want to get it out by 2025. Uh, they want to right now. Uh, that's how much it costs. They want to once it comes available for release, get it down to about fifty thousand dollars. According to the auto show co-chair, he feels like he's fifteen years old and he got out of Star Wars and he jumped on the bike. <laughs> the hover bike is already on sale in Japan, where it's currently not considered an aircraft because a pilot is not required to fly it. But with FAA rules, odds are you're going to have to be one for that to work out for you here in the States. Well, how high does it get? What's uh, the altitude? It doesn't go very, very high, but still you're you're floating off the ground, Big J. And listen, I mean, think about it, man. This would be a disaster. We can't even get scooters right without somebody falling down and breaking an ankle or getting seriously concussed or falling down in an intersection. Can you imagine what it would be like if we had floating bikes out there? No. Disaster. Uh, a horror show. I think it'd be great. All right. Good luck. I'd like to see you on one. I'd uh, be happy to try it out. One way to celebrate or don't panic. Don't panic. There is a supply chain issue that is causing breweries across the country to scramble because it's affecting their ability to brew beer. 
There is a carbon dioxide shortage happening now. Some breweries are doing their best to keep production rolling with the carbon dioxide that they get, while others are trying to figure out, okay, maybe if we shift to nitro brews, that's the way to go moving forward. But brace yourself, because small independent craft breweries are the ones that are going to be hit the hardest, and the trouble could last a year or longer. So watch out. There could be a beer shortage coming soon. Wait, why can't they find the carbon dioxide? It seems like it's everywhere. Well, I think they need a particular kind. It's not like you can just hook it back up to your tailpipe and you're good to go for making beer. You need to find a particular type of carbon dioxide and have it stored and put together in the right place in order to brew things correctly. So I, I'm not sure if it's a transportation issue uh, more than it is a product issue, but currently Probably. small businesses are having a hard time getting a hold of what they need in order to brew beer, which, again, it won't hit you right away, but has some long-term ramifications you may want to be aware of. And wrap it up with one way to celebrate. Alan Robert is a pretty popular dude over in France. He's known as Francis Spider-Man. He's the guy that you'll see go viral from time to time because he's climbing just random buildings in France. Well, he celebrated his 60th birthday this week in an unconventional way. He climbed a 48-story building without any safety gear whatsoever. Uh, he just turned 60 and he wanted to remind people that just because you're 60 doesn't mean your life's over. Go out there and climb buildings without any safety gear on, man. Be active. Do fabulous yeah, things. you're old enough. It won't matter that much if you die. He climbed on the Total Energies building in Paris in just one hour, of course, and then he was arrested because you, you can't just do that. But that's his kind of deal. He climbs up buildings without any safety gear and then gets arrested for it. Uh, He uses special climbing shoes, some chalk, and bare hands in order to do what he does. But he also is trying to raise some awareness for, you know, being an active older adult man. He's almost a part of a senior citizenship, but he can still go out there and climb buildings. Hey, AARP, here's your cover guy. Is that an international organization? Should be. It's old people everywhere. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Put that in a t-shirt, too. How about we check out what's going one final time in the TDS Fiber Traffic Center? That's the latest from my Prevail. Reminder, they're going to be in town on November the 1st, along with uh, some pretty good bands, and tickets are on sale now for that. You can check out xrock.com if you would like more ticket information. But you know what? It's time to recap the morning after Fantasy Football League week number two, ladies and gentlemen. Week number one did not get off to a good start. For radios, Big J, how did week number two fare for you, sir? Uh, well, you know, the score doesn't always tell you the story about uh, what has happened. And, Nick, uh, this is the case here. As uh, as it turns out, I've lost by five points. Oh, no! However, I never really had a chance. And I really only got close thanks to an outstanding evening from one Stefan Diggs, who I was you know, lucky or smart enough to pick up who scored 44 points. Uh, that put me within uh, range, at least, to uh, get close to Tenacious D. And uh, really, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's uh, improving over what he had last week. He's got me 16 and a, almost 16 and a half points. Uh, and uh, Michael Thomas uh, put on a, a, great, uh, a, ga- a great game for New Orleans there with 18 and a half points. And Marquise Brown, who, uh, as it ironically happens to be, was one of the auto picks that I had uh, done 
one for me when uh, during the draft when when my power went out. Uh, he scored 12 points, and I got 10 points out of the Rams. So uh, you know, part of this was uh, I had uh, Elijah uh, Mitchell. He is a running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He went out last week with uh, a. a torn, uh, uh, messed up knee. And so uh, the replacement for him was going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. And so I picked him up off the waiver wire and then stupidly decided, you know what, I'm going to ignore what I just did and not play him. <laughs> he scored 12 points, which would have gotten me the win here in this case. Or even if I had, uh, well, maybe not necessarily if I played somebody else from my bench. But, uh, you know, Tenacious D, that would be Jim. He uh did some pretty good work here. He had uh, Joe Mixon had, you know, I think a, a mediocre game for Mixon uh, with 11 points. Uh, he got 22 points out of uh, Curtis Samuel, a wide receiver for Washington. Uh, but, you know, the opening Thursday night game, Mike Williams put up 25 points. So right then, you know, at the beginning of the week, you're staring down uh, 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 going up against a lead. And then he got 26 points for the Buccaneers, uh, which is pretty big and not something you can count on every week for sure. Zach Ertz got him 15 points. Ultimately, he had 135 and a half points to my 130 points. So you fall to 0 and 2 on yeah, this. 0 and 2, and uh, boy, I don't know. I don't like my team uh, very much. Derrick Henry, who was my first pick, uh, he has been he's been real bad the last couple weeks. Hopefully, they get that figured out. Otherwise, uh, I'll probably be in real trouble. Could be a long season for Radio's Big J. We will see, yeah. but you said you have the number one waiver wire pick once yeah. again, right? Yeah, there's so much to choose from, too. So you have you have dealer's choice there to try to improve the team. Uh, proving once again that uh, we are terrible in our own fantasy football league, and week number one was just a mirage. Uh, I showed up in week number two and just got housed by uh, Top Gun, who was the highest scoring player in the league this time around. Congratulations to Steve, and really, I mean, honestly, had a pretty pedestrian week outside of two players who had gigantic games for him. Uh, one would be, of course, Nick Chubb for the Cleveland Browns, who had three rushing touchdowns, put up 32 points. And then, uh, you know, the answer to the question, what would happen if a team just decided not to cover Tyreek Hill, was answered with a pretty big performance out of the wide receiver. 42 points for Tyreek Hill. Uh, that gave him a 70-point edge, which is hard to overcome. Also, considering the fact that I had some lineup deficiencies, where last week everybody on my team had appeared to score more than 15 points. This week, I couldn't buy double digits, mostly. Uh, in fact, I had the only uh, person yeah. that started somebody in my lineup that had negative points, and that would be my defense. The Dolphins coming off of an 18-point performance in Week 1 had negative 4 points in their performance against the Baltimore Ravens. Fantasy football, buddy. So it was it was highs and lows and a roller coaster ride. My high point, of course, was uh, was Waddle, the wide receiver for the Dolphins, who had 40 points of his own, but still was outperformed by his own teammate uh, at Tyree Kill in that particular performance. I had a rough Thursday. I had Juju Smith-Schuster, who only put up four points, and then I had Ty- Travis Kelsey, who usually is automatic, uh, only had 10 points. So I was coming in rough, and I knew I was going to have a rough moment with Kirk Cousins, who does terribly on Monday Night Football. That's my starting quarterback, so I was hoping the rest of my team would make up for it, but Jonathan Taylor did not. My first overall pick only, I mean, the Colts just didn't give him the ball because they were down so early in that game and got shut out by the Jaguars that he just was not a factor in the game, which was unfortunate for me specifically. But I had a pretty good performance on my bench, but it was one of those deals where it wouldn't have mattered, man. I just got, like I said, I just got, you know, water Totally. You, you had what happened to me last week with you happened to you. Yeah, I didn't get yeah. doubled up like 
like I doubled up you, but it came close, man. Excuse you, uh, sir. 141 to 97. I mean, I did lose by 40 points, so it wasn't a very good performance out of me. And again, I was the lowest scoring team this week. So not a great turnaround. Elsewhere in the league, uh, got to give the uh, the game of the weekend to Meaty Clackers v. Peacemakers Vigilantes. Uh, it was a close one all the way down, and Gerald ended up picking up his first win of the year with a 128.68 to 127.72 victory. And I imagine that uh, Peacemakers Vigilantes probably not happy with Delvin Cook or the Vikings for that matter. Uh, he just needed him to have a average game and uh again didn't do anything last night only got 7.6 points if you would have got even a half point more they would have been victorious but alas twas not meant to be and so uh the peacemakers vigilantes falls to 0 and 2 in the league last week's number one scoring team the wrong side of camara fell to 1 and 1 after getting beat by Devante's new car 115 to 98 essentially the high point of the uh the Devante's new car lineup without a doubt had to be uh Aquamaria St. Brown for the Lions, who has been a really good player uh, this particular season for Detroit, whereas the high point for Courtney was last night's Bills defensive performance, and it's never good when your defense leads you yeah. in all scores, and that led her to a loss this particular week. Gridiron Warriors improved to 2-0 over Kyler Murray's study buddy who falls to 0-2 with a 133-120 win. Uh, nice tandem performance out of Josh Allen and Aaron Jones for the Gridiron Warriors to make them 2-0, whereas the high point for Wayne was the 25-point performance from Christian Kirk out of Jacksonville. Also, uh, the Dead Will Tell is bouncing back pretty nicely after a rough first season in the morning after Fantasy Football League. Jeremy improves to 2-0 with a 121-05 victory in his matchup. Cooper Cup, the number one overall pick, has been playing like it, even overcoming a fumble. 31 points to lead. The Dead Will Tell to a 2-0 victory. Whereas Jalen Hurts, 33 points was a nice performance for too late to say Amari, but just not enough to overcome as he lost by 15. And finally, uh, the other game of the weekend that you need to make a play and pay attention to is what's going to happen coming up on week number three. Who do you have, Big J, facing and trying to get in that W column? Yeah, let's see. It looks like uh, I am going to be facing um, huh? Kyler Murray's study buddy. Your friend Wayne. We'll see if you can uh, pull out the that victory. That should be easy, finally. You're both 0-2 in the league, so it's uh, the battle of something's got to give, and I will take oh. on the team that beat you this week in Tenacious D in week number three. But there's your recap for the morning after Fantasy Football League. Congratulations to all players that picked up wins and to all those that lost, like Jay and myself. We shall avenge ourselves, shall we not, Big J? Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm going to. Via the waiver wire. How about we do some bad impressions? Those are happening next on the X Rocks. You know, the X. Hey, yeah, and bad impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And we got tickets to Candlebox, Glorious Sons, and Aaron Jones happening at Expo Idaho Grandstands on October 1st. That will be a great show. Trust me on that. Uh, we will get you set up with those if you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. It's the number that you need to call if you'd like to play. Big J has three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that particular celebrity is in those three clues or less, congratulations, you're going to a show uh, coming up in a couple Saturdays. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey. Good morning, man. What's your name? Mike. All right, Mike, you're up first. 
I got to spend the first few seasons of The Walking Dead starring as Shane. Uh, never seen it. Excellent. I did a lot of grunting as Frank Castle, a.k.a. The Punisher, for two seasons on Netflix. That's what he sounded like. Uh, nice. Next one. <laughs> you can watch me now on We Own the City on HBO Max as Sergeant Wayne Jenkins. Yeah, I would play I know Jane. That's not that one. I don't know, man. All right, brother. Thanks for playing. We appreciate it. Hello, the X. Your caller X plus one, but you do need to figure out the uh, the impression. Did you hear the clues or do you need them again? I need the clues. All right. I got to spend the first few seasons of The Walking Dead starring as Shane. I did a lot of grunting as Frank Castle, a.k.a. The Punisher, for two seasons on Netflix. You can watch me now on We Own the City on HBO Max as Sergeant Wayne Jenkins. I can see him. I can't come up with his name. Thanks. It's going to be a hard one. Maybe it's a yeah. household name. Hello, the Probably X. not. All the household names you used earlier this morning. What's going on? Hey, man, did you hear the clues? Uh, yeah, is it John Berthal? Well, take it, man. That'll work. Congratulations. Hang on one second, man. We'll hook you up with those Candlebox Glorious Sons and Aaron Jones tickets. Why is John Berthal in the news? Uh, it's his birthday today. Happy little, birthday, little John. Johnny, John Berthal. And he, he is? 46 years old. Uh, very nice. Did you watch that We Own the City? I, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, are you going I, to watch that American Gigolo that he's in? It does look like a pretty damn good movie. Uh, I think it's a TV show. But, is um, it a TV show? I think it is a series, uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, I don't think it's just a straight-up remake of the Richard Gere movie. I know it's based on that, but I thought it was actually a series. But uh, We Own the City is very, very good. He's very good in it. Uh, I enjoy John Bernthal. I think he's, he's great. great. He's also in, um, you should watch, uh, God, now why can't I think of it? Because all I'm thinking of, Yes, Chef. But it's uh, an FX show about a uh, a restaurant in Chicago that's very, very good. Jeremy White is in it from Shameless, and John Bernthal pops up in a couple episodes of that he, as well. He's also got a podcast now, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's been going on a yeah, while, right? Yeah. Have you listened to that? Uh, no, I've just seen some clips here and there, but... He's a busy man. Yeah. He can do whatever the hell he wants to do. And he is keeping it up and staying busy. And I don't think that Showtime show is premiered yet. Or if it has, it's coming out soon. Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is time to wrap up the show. We will do that next on the X-Rock. The X- that is some Papa Roach, no apologies. New number one song in America, man. Congratulations to those guys. Tenth number one hit for uh, the headliners for X-Fest. Always nice to see those guys do well for sure. It's going to do it for us here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We had a chance to recap the Morning After Fantasy Football League today. Talked about therapists and psychics. We even talked about the outrageousness of prices at Disney World. And Big J was assigned the movie Vengeance from you, the ex-listeners, to watch and review tonight for a movie called... Called streaming dumbass that will happen review style tomorrow morning around 6:50. So you're going to want to tune in for that. Next set of X Rock brought to you by our friends at Half Price Friday. It's happening nine o'clock. XRock.com this Friday. Fifty dollars for some authentic Puerto Rican cuisine at the Wapa House. That's coming up on Friday at nine o'clock. You just have to throw down twenty-five bucks and you get fifty dollars for it. It is the only. Puerto Rican food paradise here in the Treasure Valley, so check it out for yourself. It is delicious. They've got great expanded hours and a new rooftop patio, so it's got the good stuff there at uh, WAPA. It's coming up on Friday at 9 o'clock at xrock.com. Leaves you with the floor, Big J. 
Yeah, uh, happy birthday to my daughter Mason. She's 22 today and yesterday uh, in Australia is where she's hanging out. And she got to live her best life, Nick. She got to hold a koala bear. Oh, nice. At the Australian Zoo and uh, hang out with a kangaroo and it didn't punch her. That Well, that's quite the feat in and of itself. They have like those animal experiences over there kind yeah. of thing, right? She is a huge fan of Steve Irwin and Bindi Irwin and she watches the TV show. Uh, all the time, and so she was just in heaven yesterday. I imagine you're checking in with the family as they're enjoying yeah. that particular continent. Have they come across anything? Like, because, you know, the latest couple of stories you've had about Australia has about things that are just waiting to kill you. Anything that they have deemed dangerous or not that they wanted no, to avoid? No, because they're staying downtown Brisbane, okay. so it's uh, they're not they're not in the outback. <laughs> well, I mean, I know they, that they can lurk around they, weird corners. They, they might venture further outside the city uh, today, so we'll, uh, we'll see, but... Yeah, they're having a great time. Wonderful. Happy Thanks. birthday I'm to your daughter. I'm glad they rubbed those pictures in my face. Morning after with Nick. Did you actually get invited and say hard pass? Or? Yeah, of okay. course. Okay. Of course. I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, because you talk about like the hard time that you give them, but I don't know if they're like, Listen, I, you can't go because it's this particular time of year or you were just weren't both. invited. I mean both. She's doing this on purpose, part of me thinks, but also, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do a 12-hour flight. That would suck. That Right now, that would hurt bad. Yeah, I can understand. Uh, there's the show, Morning After with Nick and Big J. Thanks for tuning in to us. Jason Drew's coming in next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. It's the extra. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.